Hello, and welcome to the SEO SAS podcast, where your hosts are myself, Sarah McDowell, SEO specialist at LikeMind Media, and the wonderful, charismatic, funny, entertaining, ever so knowledgeable Hannah Bryce, SEO manager at Holland and Barrett. Why are we called SEO SAS? Well, we like to think of ourselves as your special answering service when it comes to SEO. We are so passionate about SEO and we love debating topics, finding out what's trending in the industry, inviting guests to come on to talk about experiences, getting into the technical aspects of SEO. Quite frankly, we're nerds on the subject and we thought we need to get a podcast out there where we can hopefully educate our listeners and together we can all get better at SEO. This show is brought to you by the team at LikeMind Media. LikeMind Media help clients find their audience and start having conversations with them, whether that's on social media, content or even podcasts just like this one. We're actually using their podcasting equipment right now. They're super lovely people who take time to understand your business and think like Thanks, Hannah. Now, you'll notice that there is a missing voice from today's episode. And unfortunately, Hannah cannot join us. But do not fret, my friends, because you're not just left with me blabbing and talking about who knows what. And because I have set us up an awesome guest for today. So I have the wonderful Marco Bonomo, who is an SEO specialist at the marketing and advertising company Mediacom and also an author and speaker. So welcome to the show, Marco. Hello. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me, Sarah. Thank you very much for agreeing to come on the podcast. It's great to have you on the show. So how are we doing? So obviously, we have been in lockdown for ugh, like months now. So how are you? What, what, are, you, what are you most missing? Yeah, I will say th- thanks. Um, is is going uh, is going well to be honest. Um, probably the first uh, the first few weeks uh, they were a bit uh, challenging. So just to adapt at a very you know very different uh, way of working. If you're like working in an office environment, obviously you you get used you know to to speak to people, to have a quick meetings and everything. But and uh, obviously if you work from home, is a totally different way of working but you know with tools like uh, zoom or some other you know um, kind of like microsoft teams and some other ones it's uh, they're really really helping out in this very particular moment oh i i completely completely agree and working from home is i think i think i don't know about you but when it all first started so this whole covid situation working from home was quite a novelty like oh i get to like work in my pajamas some days especially if you don't have any calls where people are seeing you but then it started to get a bit like that that i missed the office but now i've kind of got used to working from home and like you said there's loads of tools out there that can help with like you keeping connected with your teammates but is there anything like obviously we talked about work but anything personal that you're missing in lockdown well, I used to have at this, uh, probably what I'm missing is the habits of like just the, the commuting. So nobody, probably nobody loves, obviously, jumping. So I work in London, in central London. So probably nobody likes just going into a very crowded train and then a bus and then walk and then spend probably one or two hours per day uh, doing commuting. But it was uh, personally for me, it was uh, one of the few moments where you're like alone with yourself. Mm. So... I used to spend this time listening to podcasts 
Okay. And uh, yeah, for example, like your podcast or some other like uh, different podcasts about SEO, like personal development and this, all these kind of uh, mm. things. And uh, since now I don't have a commuting because uh, obviously you're not going anywhere. So it's, it makes difference. So it's, uh, it, I'm missing this part from my personal perspective. Yes, yes, because I, I completely agree because I listen. Um, so when before lockdown and things were normal and it, we don't know when normal is going to happen again. But when I was commuting to places, it, that was a great time to sort of listen to podcasts. So I do find myself listen, listening to less, but, but then also talking to other people and um, some people that like especially if people have been furloughed or they haven't got work they're actually finding more time to sort of listen to podcasts so I think people's behaviors are very different aren't they yeah I agree so before I introduce what we're going to be talking about today I think a good place to start is for our audience and myself to get to know you a little better so could you give us a brief overview of yourself and how you got into the industry Sure. So, quickly introduction about uh, Marco Bonomo. Um, <laughs> I was born, I was born and bred in Verona, which is a which is a very very pretty small uh, town in the um, in the northeast region of uh, Italy. It's not far from Venice. Just to give a bit of uh, direction for the people not less familiar with uh, with the city. Personally, working wise, I, st- I started doing SEO in 2015. First as a freelancer. And then uh, when I was feeling basically enough confident to, to take on uh, like a full-time job as an SEO consultant, I made a really, really big jump. I quit my job and I decided to start from scratch again as an SEO consultant, more, I would say, a kind of executive. And I started to, to work like in a small agency and now work for a much bigger agency called uh, Mediacom. I just want to ask a little bit about obviously Italy. So are you missing, do you miss Italy or do you quite like living in London? So obviously you've got your pros and cons. Uh, what I'm missing is that especially Verona, which is uh, this little town in the, mid, the middle uh, of the northeast of Italy. Okay. Uh, if you drive, if you drive, if you have a car, with the, within just, just one hour um, driving, you can go to the, uh, to the Alps or you can go to Venice or you go, you can go to a very, very amazing lake on the, on the west. It's called like Garda Lake. Okay. So you, you got pretty much everything. So Beautiful. <laughs> also, I mean... you, you're not missing you know, sunshine, good food. Uh, so that part, definitely I'm, I'm, I'm missing a bit. I've never been to Italy and it's always been on my places to visit. So I'll definitely, would you say that your, your town is definitely worth a visit? Um, yeah, actually Verona is uh, one of the, um, like is the fourth uh, city for tourism in uh, in Italy after I think it's Rome, uh, Florence and Venice. Beautiful. So it's very, very, it's full of like things to see. So even more than a weekend, uh, lots to see really. And I'm guessing London is very different in comparison. <laughs> it was a, was a kind of big jump. So I came here to London in 2012 and uh, for me it was the first time to get uh, like a, a, not to get a return ticket. So I, it was kind of like a kind of brave move on my side, yeah. but I have uh, absolutely no regrets. Uh, if you consider the, the kind of opportunities, the kind of like working, uh, you know, professional opportunities you can get in a place like London, there is absolutely no comparison. I mean, yes, a big, big jump. I mean, I don't think, I don't know. I don't know if I could live in a different country. The adventurous side of me would love to, but I'm a bit of a home bird. 
so much respect for you making a big change like that and i'm glad that it's paying off tell us a fact most people don't know about yourself um so i used to be i used to be a recruiter uh some time ago and this is the reason why we're going to talk uh, why i decided to specialize uh very much in uh, google for jobs in uh, seo because i was so much in love with the profession with ability to really help people professionals to kind of like uh, uh, working through their like career to change you know to make a career change or to further improve where they, their position that's basically i i feel that this uh, my past experience as a recruiter really helped me in optimizing google for jobs as well so mm. i feel like a kind of you know like a leitmotiv in uh, all of these Awesome. So you've led us really smoothly on then. So when we were talking about you coming on the podcast, we decided that we'd get you on to talk about the online recruitment industry and job ads. So my first question for you then, Marco, is what is Google for Jobs and why should businesses care? Google for Jobs is a search feature. It's a search feature introduced by Google in 2017 for the US. So they basically tested out for kind of like one year for the US, which is a kind of a, was a kind of like, you know, test for to see if it was working well. And uh, once they realized it, it, were, it worked like in a marvelous way, they just extended to the rest of the world. So after just one year, they extended to like 100 more countries. So you can find Google for jobs pretty much anywhere. But what's, what's the point here? So what is Google for jobs and why we should care? Yes. Google for jobs is a simply a kind of platform, is a job board, is a, an immense, is an incredible job board because uh, you can access it just from anywhere in the world. You just need to go to the homepage of uh, Google and select a job role. Plus uh, you need to add a kind of like a, appendix like a job i don't know like seo manager jobs and uh, all of a sudden you just got this uh, box where you can see all the job ad which are like posting the with the job ad the schema markup so obviously we know so you've gave a great explanation of what google for jobs is so would you say that it is a threat a threat to like more traditional job boards uh, I would say it's a really, really good question because uh, we had uh, a couple of years now to understand uh, what was the impact of Google for Jobs in the uh, kind of like o- online recruitment markets. And now we can really like uh, see backwards what happened and uh, what kind of impact it had in all the industry. So what happened, just to give you like a, a, little, uh, a little nudge, in uh, August 2019, so we're talking about uh, just one year ago, mm. uh, more than 20 companies, especially German companies, they basically asked the EU to investigate Google for antitrust issues because uh, most of them, most of these companies, they were job boards. So they felt that the impact of, of Google for jobs was so big, uh, was so impactful that basically they lost business. So ah. definitely, definitely made a, made, a, made a mark in the market. Definitely, definitely. And I do think Google are, so whatever Google, like whatever features or different things that they want to introduce to their search engine, I do think that they're really good at doing stuff, aren't they? And that they do become a threat for lots of other sort of industries and features. Okay, so moving on then. So if someone 
decide, okay, I need to look into Google for jobs. This sounds like something that my business and when I'm recruiting, I definitely need to get behind. How do you improve rankings on there? So uh, we need to consider one, uh, one thing that uh, Google for jobs is uh, um, like a search engine inside another search engine. So it's a separate compared to Google, but uh, is, uh, I would say it's uh, nearly as smart as Google. So it's really, I would say, it's most, uh, I would say, one of the best ranking factors. I would say, if you want to bet on something, just uh, focus on the content. Because uh, if we take away the power of like backlinks, which in a normal, like, you know, uh, SERP result. So Google for Jobs, uh, the quality of the job ad, it's one of the best, the main ranking factor of uh, all the, in a way, when, when you're going to look for a job. So obviously with recruitment, jobs, job opportunities expire, yeah, because that's part and parcel of the recruitment um, industry. So how best is it to deal with expired listings within Google for Jobs? I would say it's a really, it's a really good question. Uh, what we need to consider here is that uh, at the beginning, Google, uh, especially for the first, uh, I would say for the first year, what happened, Google didn't have much, uh, much uh, guidelines about uh, or how to handle, how to manage uh, Google for Jobs. So um, just after one year, one year and a half, they introduced uh, basically uh, the threat companies that were posting without uh, putting an expiry date. So basically they were saying that if you create an ad, you post it, we publish it, and the ad like disappeared, but it's still obviously on, uh, on Google for jobs. Mm. So they threat the webmasters with a manual penalty, which is the worst thing. Absolutely. Oh, gosh. Yes. So... To be absolutely on the right side, uh, Google provided very, very clear guidelines, which means if your job ad is expired, you need to put the expiry date, which has to be obviously in, uh, in the past, or you can totally remove um, the job posting schema markup, or you can afford a four or four attend the page. So you got plenty of ways to make it right. Just uh, do it like in a very timely fashion. So Google is giving you options there then to make sure that you're complying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So they obviously their main goal is to provide uh, an ad, uh, a job ad, which is uh, actual, which is yes. current. Yeah. So it's, it makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would have to agree with you on that one, Marco. Okay, so say someone's using Google Jobs for the first time. So they traditionally used the more traditional job boards and they want to sort of understand, okay, Am I getting better results with Google Jobs compared to traditional job boards? So how can people monitor traffic and applications? What's the best way to do that? So the best part here is that being Google for Jobs, a Google product, you can totally monitor pretty much anything. So the two things that I would like to focus on are, first of all, Google Search Console, yes. where you can track you can track the indexation, you can track... Uh, impressions, clicks, and uh, all the kind of like warnings you might have. And also on the other side, when the, the job ad is uh, published and it's, it's live on uh, Google for Jobs, you can also track uh, the amount of traffic and also the applications. So you got a total, um, like a really, really good uh, view about what is going on. You've just sort of touched on my next question that I was going to lead into about how to check that your jobs are being indexed by Google. So obviously you said there about using Google Search Console. Are there other ways to check that your jobs are being indexed or would you say Google Search Console was your main one? 
Well, probably, probably Search Console is the best, absolutely the best place to start. At the beginning, uh, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised to see if you start with Google for Jobs to see many errors. So right. probably the schema markup is not going to be perfect. You know, it's a, uh, it's a kind of work in, work in progress. I would expect you, any, anybody to get a perfect validated job, uh, job ad posting. But uh, if you move, if you're able to move uh, all uh, your, um, your cards, your results from uh, errors to warnings to validated, and uh, then you got everything uh, in place to rank well in uh, Google for Jobs. Lovely. So you so you touched on then the um, schema, and I think schema is a tricky one for. So any time that you're using schema, it is a hard one to get to get right. A little bit like href lang tags, like they're a bit of a nightmare and can cause a bit of a headache for SEOs or for SEO in general. Are there other sort of common reasons why jobs don't get indexed? Um, yeah, I would say that basically schema is uh, like the foundation absolutely of uh, um, Google for Jobs. Um, what we need to consider here is that once you have that one, uh, you're like entitled to appear in Google for Jobs. And I would say it's pretty much, uh, pretty much what you need, to do, you need to learn at the beginning. There is a website, it's called technicalseo.com. I think it's, it's run by Merkle, which is a big uh, um, SEO yes. agency. Yeah. And uh, they provide, yeah, they provide basically, you can uh, play, you can play around with uh, also the job uh, posting uh, schema markup. So if it's obviously, if it's good there, it's going to be validated on Google as well. So it's good to practice. Yes. And with anything, practice makes perfect. So the first time you do something, especially with especially with schema you might have some errors and stuff but there's loads of tools out there aren't there loads of resources out there which can sort of identify what the issues are and and what and how to fix it so i do i do love that about seo there's always a fix isn't there yeah absolutely Okay, this might be a bit of a hard question for you to answer because I get the feeling that you quite love Google for jobs. But are there any disadvantages or anything that you think Google could do better? Let me think. Uh, Disadvantage, to be honest, from a perspective of an SEO consultant specialized in Google for jobs, I cannot see many. Probably Ah. if if you're an SEO consultant and you want to optimize for Google for jobs, and you work in house or you're an SEO consultant agency site and uh, you're like asking for like a budget uh, hours to work you optimize for that is more helping in changing the mindset the mindset of the client mm. because obviously it's always been uh, like a paid a kind of like a paid branch i don't know if you if you know what what i mean so if you're a big organization in uh, let's say in the uk you're a big retailer like tesco sainsbury's and obviously you're, you're looking for recruits thousands and thousands of people you're probably looking at, at spending at least like two three hundred thousand pounds per year just on job ads so yes. just a switch to a source which is free but you need to optimize you need to be very very careful about optimization so it's a totally different switching to a like a brand new world. So probably the, the is most is more like organizational. It's more like try to get into the minds of uh, um, the recruitment manager. Yes, yeah, because you need to you need to think like a recruitment manager and what's important to them, don't you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So the kind of uh, conversation I had in the past in clients interested in Google for Jobs is that why we need Google for Jobs. We're, <laughs> we always post on, uh, you know, Indeed uh, or like Read. Uh, so yeah. it's more getting them to understand the potential 
and how important it is and how it's going to be. Yes, exactly. Um, it's all results at the end of the day, isn't it? Results speak volumes with anything with SEO, uh, whether it's getting more applicants for a job or getting more traffic to your website. Okay, what is the most important thing that you want listeners to take away from this episode? Well, I would say probably um, if you have, if you work in recruitment or if, if you work in SEO and uh, you're, you never heard about Google for jobs, or if you just want to try my recommendation is just give it a go. So a few months ago, I, I think like in November, December, I published a really nice guide on search engine land. Awesome. I think it's called, uh, I think it's called uh, Google for Jobs, Everything You Need to Know. So the title is a bit, uh, is a, it was a kind of bold, uh, bold statement. <laughs> but uh, you got everything to understand and at least to get started. What I'll make sure that I do, Marco, is in the show notes, I will link to that because I think that's like, going to be really helpful. And at the end of the day, whatever you're trying, like with SEO, you shouldn't be afraid to try new things. And when you try things for the first time, don't be afraid to not get it completely right and work on it and get better. Would you agree? Absolutely. That's really something like a story of my life, to be honest. <laughs> it's, uh, story of my life, more. too. You should learn by, from your mistakes, shouldn't you? <laughs> yes yes or very try much. to try to okay right a couple more questions and then we'll move on to my favorite part of this podcast which is obviously the future which you i have sort of prepped you about you know that that's happening don't you marco yeah yeah of course of course <laughs> Hello. okay so three people to follow on either linkedin or twitter so i've been cheating uh here because i got five uh, i don't know i'm allowed to say five I'll allow you, Marco, but don't tell oh. all our guests. Otherwise, they might think I'm being a bit soft. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. So a person that you actually talked talk, uh, talk with today, uh, Patrick, uh, Patrick Stocks. Yes. So Patrick is, uh, I had a, the, the really, really good uh, fortune to meet Patrick in person because he was in London for, I think, a conference. So we had a chat and uh, to be honest, Patrick is one of the nicest people in the industry. Yeah, so we interviewed him today because uh, obviously we've had a, a session of recording episodes for SEO SAS. And he is such, he's so knowledgeable, but so lovely at the same time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I don't know if, if you know, but Patrick used to be a developer. So he's got such a deep knowledge that basically everything he says, just sit down and take notes. because. <laughs> He definitely has some really, really good tips. Yes, have to agree. Who else is on your list? So, some other people on my list. And I've been lucky enough to meet all these people. Um, apart from Patrick, I met John Mueller, which is an amazing person at uh, Google. Uh, last year, I met uh, with Hamlet, Hamlet Batista, which yeah, is number one, number one Python SEO and also a very, very nice person, if yeah, I am allowed he- to stay. Yes, he's been on the podcast as well. We've had Hamlet. We're working on John I heard that. I, I was listening to that. It was really good. We're working on John. So if you could, uh, like, I don't know, try and help us get John on. I mean, uh, very much nice. appreciated. And the last two, Aleida Solis, which is an amazing person. Uh, she's absolutely super knowledgeable. And uh, last one, but not least, uh, Mark Williams Cook, which is a, a company director. He works for a company he owns a company called Kandor, which is in Norwich. He's running also a, a podcast. He's running a, an SEO meetup. And uh, he's got a kind of like, um, a kind of like uh, how can I say? He's sharing his best tips on LinkedIn. He's got unsolicited tips and he's sharing, I would say, every few days. And to be honest, 
most of these tips, they leave me like, like a, they're really blowing your mind because this guy has got such a good knowledge and ah. I'm really, really surprised every time he's suggesting so because he's amazing. Maybe we need to get him on the podcast as well. Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> okay, favorite SEO tool? So favorite SEO tools, uh, it's a kind of tricky question because if you exclude, in my opinion, tools like uh, Search Console, uh, Google Analytics, which you should, uh, I'm talking to, especially if you start with SEO, like uh, right now, you should learn uh, like them inside out. So yes. don't even try to go to any other one if you don't try, if you don't, have, if you don't master uh, Search Console, Analytics, and nowadays Data Studio and Tag Manager. So those are like probably my first, you know, kind of foundations to know, to get to know a bit uh, SEO a bit uh, deeper. Apart from that, I would say Screaming Frog, uh, yeah. Hrefs, and yeah. the key, I don't know if you ever heard of um, Keyboard Finder, which is a kind of like yes. keyword research tool. Yes, I've heard of Those are my top, top favorites. Lovely, lovely. I mean, I always love asking that question because sometimes someone will say a tool that I've not heard of before and I'm like, oh, I'll need to check that one. So yes, but obviously tools really help in SEO, don't they? Go and check those out that uh, Marco has said there. Last question then, and then we will move on to the feature. Have you got a question for me? Yeah, I wanted to ask you just uh, how is the experience in uh, talking with so many people, uh, you know, interviewing so many talents in the SEO industry? So how do you approach yourself with such a, you know, such a good variety of people? What's your, what's your feeling? It's so blimmin' wonderful. So the fact that we get to have these conversations with lots of different people from different backgrounds all over the globe is amazing. And it's so great. And we really appreciate everyone who says that they'll come on and talk to us. We love. So yes, and that goes to you, Marco. Thank you so much for giving your time up and talking to us today. But we so, so the podcast, it came about for a couple of reasons. But one of the main reasons was we wanted to sort of make SEO fun and accessible because I think sometimes SEO gets the, that people think it's the less sexy or the more boring discipline of marketing compared to your social media or your content and stuff like that. And we wanted to sort of show and prove, no, SEO is fun. It's exciting and you can do all these wonderful things with it. So we started with that in mind and from doing that, like obviously we, me and Hannah can share our own experiences, but we also wanted to invite other people on who specialize in different areas and different subjects because obviously SEO is this massive umbrella of like there's so much involved in it. So it's really hard to like, you're not going to get someone who specializes in everything, are you? So it's much better to like reach out to people. Um, well, if you know, if you know a person like that, I would like to meet that person. Yeah, what? Who can do everything. I, I mean, yes, I think I think that would be magical, wouldn't it? But yeah, so I mean, people come to us wanting to come on the podcast or we sort of like see what people are sharing, what people are doing, what like when other people share other things that people are doing and stuff like that. So we're very open and we're actually in a very fortunate position. So when we first started the podcast, we were yeah, we didn't have, we were more reaching out to people, whereas now more people reach out to us. And, and yeah, and it's great having these conversations with people. And I just feel very fortunate. Does yeah, that answer your good. question? Well done. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Lovely. Right. Are you ready 
for me to quiz you? Yes, as long as the questions are really easy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I did ask you, didn't I? I said, what would you like me to quiz you about? And you did say Tiger King. Yes, yes, Yes? it is. So for people who don't know what Tiger King is, so obviously Tiger King is a documentary on Netflix that is just a bit bizarre, isn't it? How would you explain Tiger King, Marco? So Tiger King is basically uh, kind of like a docudrama uh, released released by Netflix in the in like probably like yeah a couple of months ago uh, what what is about it's about the life and the, the personal the personal uh, drama of a zookeeper in America which basically was absolutely in love with wild animals especially tigers and uh, at some point this person had 200 tigers in his personal zoo and he ran this kind of like more than a zoo he ran a kind of circus because it was such a good, per- such a, uh, how can I say, like uh, incredible personality. And that yes. uh, basically everybody, every, everybody knew about uh, Joe Exotic. So it was really a kind of like, it's becoming right now a kind of very iconic person, I would say. That's yes. why it has become so, so, so popular. So if Tiger King sounds up your street, um, then go check it out. I mean, I have watched it and I mean, yes, it is, it, it's mind blowing. But anyway, I have got a couple of questions for you based on Tiger King. So let's see how you do and see how well you know Tiger King. Okay. First question, Marco. What's the name of Carol Baskin's dead husband? Oh God, I forgot. <laughs> it is a, uh, it's multiple I, cho- it's multiple choice. Be- okay, okay, sounds good. Yeah. So is it John Lewis, Don Lewis, Dan Lewis, or Peter Lewis? The second one. That is correct. Yes. One point to you. Question number two. What is Doc Antle a doctor in? Is it mystical science, magical science? Tiger science or exotic science? Sorry, can you just repeat the, the first two? Mystical science or magical science? I would say mystical science. Yes, you're doing quite well at this. Nice, nice. How many years in jail has Joe Exotic been sentenced to? I mean, that's a bit of a spoiler alert, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we don't want to spoil <laughs> We oh, know well. that... This poor guy probably is going to spend some time in NJ uh, now. I mean, just want to say that I watch Tiger King and like wild animals should be wild, just as a disclaimer. But anyway, that's a, a whole deba- debate in itself. So what are we saying? Are we saying 12 years, 16 years, 18 years or 22 years? Uh, I will say, I think if I'm not wrong, he was, um, the, the prosecution asked for like 82 years, something like that. And in the end, he has been sentenced to 22, if I'm not wrong. You know you're Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Maybe I shouldn't do multiple choice anymore. Okay, the next one's not going to be t- uh, multiple choice, just to really test you. What song did Joe Exotic sing about Carol Baskin's dead husband? I remember the, first, the, the top one, uh, the, like the most popular, which is uh, I Saw a Tiger, but I don't think it's that one. Uh. No, that isn't the answer. Uh, I honestly cannot remember. Here, Kitty, Kitty. Ah, oh, God, I should, should remember. <laughs> okay, next question. What does John Finley's crotch tattoo say? So obviously John Finley 
is one of Joe property Exotic. of Joe Exotic. <laughs> well, I mean, yes. So John Finlay is a husband, one of two husbands of Joe Exotic. So what are you saying that his tattoo says? Property of Joe Exotic, which is quite romantic, if you ask me. Apparently not. Apparently it's privately owned Joe Exotic. Oh, really? Okay. I mean... Well, cl- close enough. <laughs> close enough. Close enough. Okay. So last question. Who said she's an angel saint straight from hell about Carol Baskin? Was it Joe Exotic, Doc Antle, Gladys Lewis or Jeff Lowe? Well, definitely not Joe Exotic. It wouldn't be so much polite uh, uh, knowing, knowing the character. Probably the last one. Jeff Lowe? Yes. The answer I was looking for was Gladys Lewis. Oh, such a oh. shame. So that, I mean, there's loads more questions that I could... Let, let's go with two more because I'm having fun here. Yeah, what, yeah, no problem. What assets did Joe Exotic blow up to make sure Carol Baskin couldn't get them? Do you want multiple choice or do you feel confident that you could answer this one? I, if you give me some help, I would appreciate. Okay. His watch and a mattress, his quad bike and a shovel, his truck and a bedside table, or his husband, John Trucks. His husband, John's truck and a tire swing. So what did he blow up? I can't remember, to be honest. It's, uh, it's a bit blurred. Uh, maybe the, the quad? Quad bike and shovel. Yep. Unfortunately, Marco, I want oh. the answer I was looking for was his watch and a mattress. So we've done seven questions, and so far you've got three right and four wrong. So you need to get, going really well. get the next one right. I mean, you started off so strong, didn't you? But I would say you, you suggested me that the final one is worth more than everything. So if I get this one right, I will win everything, right? I mean, if, that's, I mean, if, that's, <laughs> can, if that makes you feel good. We can try. We can say that. <laughs> okay. So last question. What was the name of Joe Exotic's YouTube series? Do you want a multiple choice or do you, uh, do you feel yes, like you know can this? Yes, have some help, please? Okay. Joe Exotic TV. Joe Exotic Moments. That just sounds wrong on so many levels. Joe Exotic Diary or The Life of Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic TV. Yes. You got 50% right. Cool. So That's good. 50% right is good, isn't it? I mean, anything that happened, I don't know about you, but each new episode of Tiger King, I was like, where can it go from here? Like what else can happen? <laughs> it's just madness, isn't it? Absolute madness. It was an um, incredible show, to be honest. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a work, uh, the, the documentary itself is a work of many, many years. So we need to acknowledge that uh, this this uh, this is a really like a long-term project for the the people that uh, created all these uh, these amazing show. Yes, 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 most definitely. And I mean, yeah, I mean, how I feel about I don't know about you, but I'm very much under the impression that wild animals should be wild and. These like Joe Exotics, like anim- like he says he's like a cat lover, but I don't know. I just it didn't feel it didn't sit right with me. I don't know about you, Marco. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know if you know if you knew, but uh, apparently there are something like ten to fifteen thousand tigers in the U.S. and apparently there are less than three thousand uh, in the wild. Oh, that's so, so sad, isn't it? That's that's incredible. I would 
it's when I heard about this, I was really, I was really shocked. Yeah, maybe we should go around and start freeing. Actually, no, we shouldn't go around freeing lions because <laughs> that's not just a huge tiger. Maybe not. We'd probably end up being eaten alive, wouldn't we? We'd be helping them out, but then, yeah. Anywho, right. Unfortunately, Marco, that does bring us to the end of this week's SEOSES podcast. So thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I hope you've enjoyed. And I think, yes, Google Jobs, we've, we've definitely not touched on this subject. So definitely a good one for our listeners. I will link out to the article which you talked about. But if people want to like get in touch with you uh see what you're doing or other things that you write where can they find you so they can uh, get in touch simply uh follow me on twitter uh, send me a message on twitter or linkedin or visiting my website which is uh, marcobonomo.co.uk lovely stuff and do you know your twitter handle off by heart should be Marco Bonomo SEO. I will link out to all those places in the show notes so they can find you. If you want to get in touch with the podcast, so if like Marco, you want to be a guest on the show or you want to suggest a topic or you just want to say hi, you can do that by sending us an email to hello at seosaspodcast.com. You can find the podcast on Twitter, SEO underscore SES. Me and Hannah are both on Twitter. So I'm um, Sarah MCD UK, also Sarah McDuck. And Hannah is SEOSAS Hannah. We are both on LinkedIn. And I think that's all the ways that, I mean, you could write us a letter. Um, I don't know why I'm saying that because I'm not going to give a postal address out. <laughs> so ignore that. But yes, if you do enjoy listening to our podcasts and you're not yet a subscriber please do subscribe because that helps our show if you if you're feeling extra generous and fancy leaving us a review please do because that would be wonderful and the last thing is that we have set ourselves up on patreon so you can become a paid member of seo ses and for supporting the podcast you will get additional benefits so you get bonus episodes uh, you'll be first to know about events or new episodes that come about we'll do special polls or special question and answer sessions so if that sounds up your street and something that you want to look into you can visit patreon which is spelt P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash SEO SES podcast. And you can find out more there or simply just go to Patreon, type in SEO SES and you can find more out there about joining and what the benefits are. Right. That's, that's everything. Shall we say goodbye, Marco? Any final wise words of wisdom? Well, nothing apart from uh, like try. If you want to Google for jobs and if you need any help, please uh, let me know. Thanks. Thanks again for having me. Wonderful. It was wonderful to have you on board and on today's show. Stay safe, everyone. Do your bit. Wash your hands. Be kind to each other. Anything else, Marco? What else can we say to people? Um, watch Tiger King. <laughs> yes, watch Tiger King if you want your, your mind to be blown. Until next week, goodbye. Goodbye.